0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at KingsgateHobbs.com. Oh, what is most important? Let's go to Matthew 6:33. You know this verse, man, you know it, we quote it. We've had stickers with this verse on it. We put it on our Bibles. We've, man, people have bumper stickers. This translation says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. That's a good translation. The translation that I'm very familiar with says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Basically, God will give you everything you need and want according to his will. Those good things, those good desires you have, if you will put him first if you will put him first, and this is not cliche tonight, this is, this is actually a list of priorities, and I felt led heavily, um, was it yesterday? I felt so led to bring this to you tonight, I, this isn't even an inner healing message, this isn't an inside out message, we're going to have one last healing message on Sunday, but man, I really felt led to say, what is most important? say well it's the word and prayer but I don't want that to be cliche tonight either you say well you got to pray and read the word but why do you pray and read the word well you pray see that prayer list I handed out you pray for people you pray for their needs you pray for your needs sure but above all else you pray so that you get to know God and that's what the word is for I encourage you to study the life of Jesus in the New Testament. You say, what is God like? Who is God like? How is He? We don't know. Remember one of Jesus' very own disciples said, Lord, show us the Father and it's enough. Jesus said, how long have I been with you? And you don't know yet. You don't recognize yet, right? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I encourage you to study the life of Jesus and the letters of Paul in the New Testament. Also study God in the Old Testament. The judgment and wrath of God even. But his his love is very evident in the Old Testament too. He's promising Jesus. He's promising a Savior. He has a system set up for sacrificing the Old Testament. That is his love, showing people, look, you need a Savior. Look, but this is how you can relate to me. This is how you can talk to me. This is how you can cover your sin. But then we get to the New Testament and this God of love says, this is how you can wash your sin away. That's who God is. He's a God of judgment, but he's a God of love. It's interesting to me too that people are, are so tough on God about his judgment sometimes. You say, Man, the Bible says that? Man, God is, He's harsh. One, did you know one guy a few years ago, he was reading through the book of Jeremiah. And he said, Pastor Matt, does God hate us? That was the weirdest question I've ever heard. But that's what he he said, Does God hate us? I said, You better look closely. A lot of those are love letters from God, but they're jealous love letters, perfect jealousy, where he says, I created you, you agreed to serve me and love me and be in relationship with me, and now you don't want me anymore, and I haven't forgotten the promises you made, and I'm out to get you. Whatever it takes, I want you back, but you still have a choice, so there may be judgment coming, there may be things coming, and still you have a choice. You still have a choice. God has a will, and we have a will. So, man, really get to know God. Really get to know, take time with Him. Get to know Him. Does God hate us? No, He created us. He has a perfect plan for us. He's a God of design and purpose and plan. He has something amazing for you. If you say, man, well, right now I just don't feel like, watch this carefully, I just don't feel like God has a purpose for me, but have you been seeking Him? Is my question. Have you been seeking God? It's hard to fall into God's plan just by accident if you don't even spend time with him. And God's plan is like a long carpet. As you unroll it, you get to see more and more of it. He doesn't give you everything right off, but as you seek him, he starts to connect you with the right people, the right church. He starts to speak to you, the right jobs. So what is most important? I'm gonna go ahead and say, with no doubt in my mind or my heart, an unshakable faith, God is most important and your relationship with Him, okay? God. That's what's most important. And I guarantee you, if God is not first in your life, everything else falls off kilter. Does anybody did anybody ever mess with a mess with a bike chain growing up? Do you guys remember those? And I remember, man, some of the dudes in the hood were geniuses because they could put on chains fast. I remember some were better than others. And I got pretty good just by watching. It's like, okay, get it on there. See, it's not, I'm like, it's not on yet. He's like, yeah, but you know what? Start to go like this, and that chain will just, it'll just wrap around that. What is that thing called? Is that a sprocket? I don't know what that's called. He said, just, and I remember guys in the hood said, no, 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 it doesn't look like it's going to work, but it is. You popped your chain off. It's still good. It's all together. Look. Look. Let's get it in line and once you line it up, first things first, once you line that chain up on the top of the sprocket and start to turn the wheel, everything else lines up and the chain is back on. It's amazing. But sometimes we get things out of order. I remember I was in Austria in the year 2000 and I rented a bicycle to tour the countryside by myself. Well, I think it was a street bike because I went to the next town over and I don't remember how many kilometers it was or miles. Everything is in kilometers over there. But a car was coming and I moved off the road and I was, I was going through some rough terrain. And guess what? I popped the chain. <laughs> I wasn't even halfway back to the town where I was staying in. <laughs> I'll never forget that. So I got off the bike and I began to walk it. But I remember thinking, man, I kind of did some stuff out of order here and I did some stuff incorrectly and now the chain is popped. And did you know when you get things out of order and do things incorrectly and God's not first and things aren't lined up right, see, because Brother Tony, that's what happened. Brother Tony's nodding. It's true. That chain wasn't lined up just right on there, I don't think, and it wasn't meant for all this nonsense I was doing. I hit a few bumps and it wasn't bad, but I popped the chain. And it's interesting, when you get things out of order, have you ever done this? You want to rush to get everything back like it should be. And here I was, an American in Austria, a little bitty town named Roost. And I walked that bike back, and there was a little old lady, gray-headed old lady in there. And I didn't know much German at all at that point. I could not communicate. Now I can communicate, but I couldn't communicate. And I said, I showed it, to her. I said, it's broken. She said, ah, kaput. Broken. Mm-hmm. She just nodded her head and went, ah, she spoke no English, didn't even try. She says, ah, kaput. And I went, yes, ma'am, kaput. I go, she goes, she gave me a one-word answer. She goes, morgan. I understood that. I said, morning. I go, "The morning? Uh-huh, morgan. The morning also means tomorrow. Just like in Spanish, you know, mañana. She just kept saying that. Morgen. But you don't understand. I paid to rent this bike, and I know I got some priorities out of order here, and I kind of did some things I shouldn't have, but I need the bike today. And she says, Morgen. Tomorrow. You wait. You get your priorities out of order, and sometimes we go, wait. But you know what? I, I need it all fixed right now, and it takes a while. It takes a little bit to get things lined back up but i promise things will get lined up i went the next day and the bike was ready i didn't take it out in the country i drove the bike around the town but i feel like i got my priorities in order i did things the right way it's funny how people say man you know what but if i serve god there's limitations it's it's the narrow path there's limitations one man of god years ago he said a train is freest on the tracks a train does best on the tracks, doesn't it? It goes far and long and hard and strong, and it gets there. Say, man, I, I, just, I, I, just, I just need to do this. I need to do that. No, put God first, and God's going to put you on the right track, okay? So tonight, number one, what is most important? It's God. It is God, number one. Number two, look at this one. You're going to say, wait, how is that? How am I, aren't my children number two? Isn't my, wait, no, I know, it's my job. It's my savings account. It's my relationship with my husband or my wife. No, actually, number two on this list, and I learned this from some good godly people, some great teachers and mentors. You're number two on the list. Here's why, because if you're messed up, you're of no earthly use to the people around you. You better take care of yourself. Better take care of yourself spiritually and physically and emotionally, you've got to take care of yourself. Find time alone. Allow God to heal you. Well, there's that subject again, inside out. Allow God to begin to heal you. I'm telling you, God is healing me right now. I keep mentioning this, but I want you to know I'm going through a healing process too, like many of you. I'm still grieving my mom. It's amazing how much she comes to mind and how many things I remember. And now I'm smiling more often when I remember stuff about mom and I'm just praising God for the life she lived. But God's bringing healing to me. You, you also need time for fun. Did you know that? You actually do. Some of you are like, no, I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's actually good for your mind. It's, it's good for your soul. It's good for your emotions. When you take time to have fun. Go fishing. I know some of you are like, fishing where? Well, you may have to drive to Carlsbad. I don't know. You have to drive into Texas and go fish. I really don't know. But you need to find time to do things you, you enjoy, things you like, okay? Make time for yourself. It's good for your mental health. Are you active? That's my question, my next question. Are you staying active? Are you walking around? You're getting some steps every day. Don't stay on the couch after work, all right? Be active, eat healthy. And here's a question a man of God asked his friend years ago. I'll never forget this. Two great men of God, they're both powerful worshipers and pastors now. And one guy said to the other, he said, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm traveling. I'm doing a new album. Man, God is moving. We're giving money to orphanages in, in Mexico, and in Latin America. We're going to be in Spain. And the guy goes, no, you didn't hear me. I said, how are you? And he said, once again, oh, man, we're doing all this stuff. God is great. And he said, no, but how are you? How are you? That's a good question for you tonight. How are you? How are you doing that's important here's why Genesis 127 this is why it's so important so God created human beings in his own image in the image of God he created them male and female he created them it's important for you to take care of yourself because God created you in his image Hmm. so you're just not you're not just a throwaway item so be good to yourself all right and I don't mean, when I put you as number two on the priority list, it doesn't mean you're selfish. It means you take care of yourself. That's what that means. When I have you as number two on the list after God, take care of yourself for healing, for rest, for recuperation, for mental health. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 6.19. Look at this one. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself wow you're managing your body God gave you a body to manage for him this is the temple once you've accepted Jesus this is where the Holy Spirit lives so you want to take good care of yourself because you were created in his image What does being created in God's image mean well to me it means God has given you some of his abilities or many of his abilities to love to forgive to find hope to speak faith, to believe faith, to be kind and actually be holy. You say, man, holy, what is that? You step into church and you're holy, set apart, different, living right, to be righteous. God created you for all that stuff, and that's why you're number two on the list, okay? You're important. Now let's go to number three. You're like, no, number three's gotta be my job now. Number three is my job. No, I beg to differ. After you, You better take care of those relationships your significant other or others you say man i don't have a husband or wife well maybe it's the kids maybe it's your parents maybe the the people in your inner sphere your people that are close to you man that's what's next and if you are married you better take care of your husband or your wife and i'm gonna just go ahead and put your kids in there all right i didn't do an extra spot for this but you if you're married then your husband or wife comes before the kids and then it's the kids right after them okay Let's go to 1 Timothy 5.8. 1 Timothy 5.8. This is an interesting verse. But those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Isn't that interesting? You need to take care of the folks in your household. However that looks, whatever that looks like, emotionally, um, financially, whatever that, giving them food, I don't know, giving them time and communication and what we say FaceTime, not just iPhone FaceTime, but FaceTime, eye-to-eye contact there. Let's start again with that verse. Those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Wow, such people are worse than unbelievers. Isn't that crazy? That is powerful. So I better always do my best to take care of my wife, to love her, and lovingly lead her and protect her and be available to her emotionally, not just. And I don't know who needs to hear this tonight, but I've been around this so much, especially in the oil field is, well, I'm all, I don't have time to spend time with my wife or my kids, but I give them money, man. I take care of all their needs. You know, that's important. It is. That is important. But man, the most important thing, the most important thing is to spend time with those you love. It really is. Spend time. Talk the word with him. I've, I heard the story of a, of a dad who wasn't spending time with his kids. He wasn't spending time. He wasn't spending time. He was out making money, making money. And, and the kid always heard his dad say, man, my time is valuable. My time is money. Man, and he was bringing home money for the family. They were well off. And one day the kid showed up, and this was years ago, right? Years ago. And he brought his dad a dollar and said, Dad, how much time can I have with you for a dollar? Can you imagine that? That's a true story. How much time can I get with you for this dollar? Because your time's valuable and time is money. So here, here's a little bit of money. I, I want time with you. I guarantee it. kids aren't going to grow up one day and go, Man, Dad made so much money. That was amazing. Hey, th- you were, you were provide- they were provided for and that's great. But kids are going to remember time you spent with them. Spouses, they remember time spent, time well spent, okay? So number three is significant other or other. Somebody say significant other. That's right, significant other, man, the closest ones to you. The one, especially the ones that live in your household. If they don't live in your household with you, then it's somebody else close to you, okay? A relative, you, you're, you've been assigned to them to take care of them, that's good, you do that. Number four. Number four is serving. Serving. That can be here in the ministry, here at church, and in the community. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put serving in your local church before the community, serving God at your home church, volunteering, helping in the ministry. I already serve here, but some of you say, "Well, um, you're on staff." But yeah, I served here years and years before I was ever placed on staff. I tutored kids in the academy. I helped lay concrete, helped lay wire. Man, we painted, we painted till we were sick of it. And I'm gonna tell you right now, it is no fun painting painting block, even if you like painting. Because block is porous and the paint soaks into it over and over and over again. And we'd go over it, and usually there was somebody else more skilled w- than me with a sprayer. And they'd go, here's the roller, put it on there. And I had a guy telling me, hey, Brother Matt, put it on there like butter. He said put it dip it down in there and put it on that wall like butter So man, I was doing that and at some point I started getting paid, but you know how much I was getting paid? Seven dollars an hour man. It was powerful Because hey, I needed the money at the time and that's great Seven dollars an hour when you have zero an hour is a big raise amen. somebody so I started there and I but long before I was paid, even salaried, even a minim, minimal salary, I was serving, I was serving, I was serving in children's church. I figured out that kids are so honest. They're so honest because you're teaching, and you're preaching your heart out. Man, you, you think you're doing great, and they raise their hand, and kids are awesome this way, and they go, Brother Matt, when, when do we have snacks? I'm like, man, I thought this was a powerful Bible story I was teaching. And then you keep going, and someone else raises their hand and goes, I need the restroom. And then you keep going, and somebody else goes, really? Are we almost done? <laughs> kids are so honest. But I served. I served, and I thank God that adults are, do things that are more socially acceptable, so I don't usually have people go, Pastor Matt, are we almost done, right? I'm sure they've thought it. But you've got to serve, man. You've got to serve others outside of your family. Serve God in your local church. Serve, serve in your connect group. You say, man, I'm not doing a lot at church, but yeah, become part of a connect group. You can serve there. How? By listening to somebody. Just listening, just being there. Reading the word when the host or the, the leader has you read the word. Whatever. You've got to serve. You've got to volunteer. You've got to help. Let's go to Acts 20, 35. Acts 20.35, I like this verse. Hmm. Look at what the apostles said here. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. Do you think there's any need in Hobbes? You know, I've really noticed it since Hobbes, Hobbes has grown and then when the oil fields up, it seems like there's more drug addicts walking around. Early in the morning, alcoholics, I've found them on the property broken alcohol bottle one guy was so drunk one Sunday morning and he told me he said he said oh yeah I said I go do you know who who dropped these alcohol bottles out here he goes man it was me I said really he was honest he had liquid courage he said he said man it was me and I said all right I love you I'm praying for you but I couldn't even hardly I mean we couldn't even communicate very well he was he was out of it but he said that was me I said hey man look you can come onto the property. You can even come to church. But please, you know, don't, don't break bottles here. I got to pick up. We got to pick all that up. There's cars that drive through here. But he was, he couldn't even, I said, man, I'm praying for you. He made some crazy statement. He was like, pray for God. I don't know what he said. It was really weird. I said, excuse me? And he just mumbled something. I said, all right, bro, love you. What, what's your name again? I've seen him around. But serve, reach out to people. It's amazing. Just coming to this building and this location, this block on this side of town, this is a mission field. You know how I many people i run across here all the time? sweating, walking, pushing a cart or something. Man, people that need God and need love. Man, I give them a smile. There's times I've invited them to church or give them a track. But you can serve. I guarantee it, you can serve. I like what the Apostle Paul said once again. What did he say? Acts 20, 35. He says, I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. What is working hard? Volunteering, being available, showing up just showing up man to help that's powerful i'm going to go to number 5 tonight i'm not going to take a lot of your time tonight we're going to go to number 5 we just did serving now here is where i've placed work that's after god and you and your significant others you know your your spouse your husband or wife and your kids and and then you know there's extended family in there and then serving man Reaching out, loving God, serving in your local church. And then five is work. Say, man, but you don't understand. If I got to work on some, I know, sometimes priorities have to shift a little bit. You, you have to work during church time. I understand that. But my point tonight is work shouldn't be number one. Work shouldn't be number one. I've used this example before. Some of y'all know my stuff because you've been in here for years. But this is a true story. My dad knew of somebody when we first moved into the oil patch that he was making big money but he was working so hard, he was sleeping in his truck on site, and he was eating, like, bologna sandwiches and cold beans and stuff and just living like a dog out there. Well, our, our dogs live really well, actually, but y'all know what I mean. They have air conditioning and stuff. They get brushed. But he was out in the oil patch, and he wasn't that old. And guess what happened? He overworked himself. And one night he died in his truck out there on the job site. Is that crummy? That sounds so depressing, doesn't it? So futile and useless and empty. Like what? What did he miss out on? I don't know the guy's life story. What did he miss out on? I have no idea. But here's another story of someone who put God first. He was on the job site. This is also a true story. We had friends who were actually there when it happened. One guy was at the top of a rig one time, and he wasn't strapped in. This was in the 80s, okay? How many of y'all remember the 80s? Okay. So this was in the 80s. I remember him clearly. All that loud rap music in the 80s, man, made some people deaf. But anyway, so this guy was at the top of a rig. I don't know how it happened, but he wasn't strapped in well. Well, guess what? Those rigs are tall, aren't they? How tall do you think those things are? depending on the rig, 40, 50 feet? I don't know. 30, 40, I don't know. The guy fell. He was a believer, though. He'd been putting God first, but he was at at his job. I don't know what happened, why he wasn't strapped in better. I don't know if the the strap broke. He was way up there. Guess what he did? He fell face first off the top of that rig. You know how many people have died doing that? Well, he said, Jesus! (laughs) Jesus! He fell face forward and he flipped in the air. There were people there, they said it was unbelievable. He flipped and flipped and flipped and guess what? He landed on his feet. I don't know what I would have done at that point. I think I may have bowed and said, praise God, everybody. Same time next week, we'll be back again to entertain. I mean, I don't know what I would have done, but the guy landed on his feet. He landed on his feet after flipping and falling off the top of the rig. He landed on his feet, and all he knew to do was dust his pants off. He dusted his pants off and said, oh, my gosh, praise God. And my understanding is folks that were working out there with him, it really touched their hearts because they knew he served God. And his priorities were right. you got to work to eat. Scripture says those that don't work, they, don't, they shouldn't eat. But it's not our top priority. It's not. Jobs change. Life changes but you've been assigned certain people in your life. And most importantly, God has assigned you to himself. So let's go through this list tonight again. What is most important? Well, God is. And then you, and then your significant others, and then serving, man, serving God in the local church. You're putting God first. I know that can go back up to number one and say, man, I'm getting to know God. He's first. Well, part of putting God first is serving, but serving is actually, it's lower on the list than you taking care of yourself and your significant others, but you need to serve. And then number five, there's work. Man, we could go with different stuff and add to that extended family and be more specific. But my question for you tonight is what is most important? Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes if you would, please. Oh, we just worship you, God. We just worship you, Father. We thank you, God, because you are faithful and you are good. Thank you, Lord God. I want you to search your hearts tonight. And as you do that, is there anybody in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I need to get my life right with God? Is there anybody in this house? I want to give time to that. That is important. That's high on the list of priorities. You say, I need to get right with God. Would you raise your hand? And I'm going to pray with you tonight. God bless you. God bless you. Look how quick and how easy this is. Scripture says in 1 John chapter 1, If you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So everybody in the house, just repeat this prayer with me. We had some folks raise their hands. Would you repeat this prayer? Say, Heavenly Father, as your child, I want your forgiveness. And I need your forgiveness. Please forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. I want to be right with you always. I want to be right with you. Now heal my heart and change me and give me strength in this area to do better. In the name of Jesus.